Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of John. Hello and good morning, faithful listeners. This is Jen with the Bible Explained podcast and happy Thursday. Thank you for tuning in this morning to discuss Jesus with us, which is the point of this podcast. We discuss Jesus here, but a little uh, fun fact about myself before I begin today. One thing you may not know about me is that I'm kind of a hypochondriac. And my husband right now is upstairs sick. I don't know what he has. He's got like a cold or something maybe. But now I'm just like, (laughs) I might be getting sick. (laughs) There's no possible way yet I could be getting sick because he just got home last night and he was uh, on a business trip and he just got home last night and he was like, yeah, I'm sick. And I'm just like, oh, yep, I'm feeling it, man. I'm feeling the sick. (laughs) Now, I don't think I'm getting sick, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of uh, I have a little throat thing going on right now. But it also could be that the air has been really dry here. I got a humidifier for my room because it was like ridiculous. I was like waking up with sore throats every single morning and so was my husband. So hopefully the humidifier starts working soon. But let's go ahead and read John chapter 6 verses 1 through 21 today. This is the famous portion of scripture where Jesus feeds the 5,000 and then also walks on water. So make sure to grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea, whatever you prefer. And let's go ahead and read this. John 6, 1 through 21. I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. version. After these things, Jesus went away to the other side of the Sea of Galilee, which is also called the Sea of Tiberias. A great multitude followed him because they saw the signs which he did on those who were sick. Jesus went up into the mountain, and he sat there with his disciples. Now the Passover, the feast of the Jews, was at hand. Jesus therefore lifted up his eyes, and seeing that a great multitude was coming to him, said to Philip, Where are we to buy bread, that these may eat? He said this to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may receive a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are these among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in that place. So the men sat down in number about five thousand. Jesus took the loaves, and having given thanks, he distributed it to the disciples, and the disciples to those who were sitting down, likewise all of the fish, as much as they desired. When they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the broken pieces which are left over, that nothing be lost. So they gathered them up and filled twelve baskets with the broken pieces from the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. When therefore the people saw the sign which Jesus did, they said, This is truly the prophet who comes into the world. Jesus therefore, perceiving that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, withdrew again to the mountain by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea. They entered into the boat, and they were going over the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not come to them. The sea was tossed by a great wind blowing. When therefore they had rowed about twenty-five or thirty stadia, they saw Jesus walking on the sea, and drawing near to the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, It is I, don't be afraid. They were willing therefore to receive him into the boat. Immediately the boat was at the land which they were going. 
So in verses 1 and 2, Jesus crosses the Sea of Galilee and lands near a mountain. And this great multitude starts following him. So all these people were following Jesus. And it says specifically here because they saw the signs which he did on those who were sick. So at this point, Jesus was healing other people pretty publicly. And uh, yeah, his ministry was beginning to grow. And Jesus took compassion on those who were sick. And because the, the people were seeing this stuff... They wanted to follow Jesus. Maybe they brought their sick along with them or they wanted to see more signs and wonders performed because they just thought it was very interesting and they wanted to see a show. But they didn't necessarily care about the words Jesus was speaking. And we kind of see this as a theme with the Israelite people and the Israelite multitudes that followed Jesus. It wasn't so much about what Jesus spoke. It was more about what signs he performed. The Israelites were always looking for signs and wonders. And you see that when Jesus goes to that Samaritan region, I think that was in John chapter four, that the Samaritans gladly accepted Jesus and they gladly accepted him because of what he said. And he didn't perform any signs or wonders in that city. They accepted Jesus because of his words, because they believed in his words. But unfortunately, this crowd of people d does not do that. They want to see the signs that Jesus is doing. So Jesus goes up onto the mountain and he sat there with his disciples and it was close to Passover is what it says in verse four. So Jesus sees this crowd of people coming up to the mountain to sit down and listen to him. And so he says to Philip, one of his disciples, he's like, where are we going to buy bread to feed all these people? And it says in verse six, he said this to test him for he himself knew what he would do. <laughs> So basically, he he says this to Philip because if you look in John chapter one, when he first gets Philip as a disciple, Philip was actually from this area that Jesus and his disciples are at right now near this mountain. Philip was from this region. And so Jesus asks Philip specifically, where can we go buy bread for these people? And Philip was like, we can't buy bread for all these people. He's like, we don't have enough money for this. He says, even if even if we had 200 denarii, which in the footnote says it was about six to seven months pay. That's a lot of pay. So even if they had 200 denarii and went down and bought bread for all the people, they still wouldn't have enough for everybody to even eat just a morsel is what Philip says. So, yeah, Philip responds exactly like honestly anybody else would respond <laughs> Nobody expects Jesus to perform the great miracle he's about to perform. But it's funny that Jesus says this specifically to test Philip because he knew what he would do. And I think what that means, he knew himself what he would do. I think what that means is that Jesus knew that he was about to perform this great miracle, but he wanted to use this miracle to teach his disciples. And I think what he was teaching his disciples is that, you know, it's not about money all the time. God can supply all needs. You don't have to have a ton of money for God to supply your needs. There's been a few times uh, my family has gone through some rough patches, but it's really interesting how God still supplied all of our needs during those rough financial times that I grew up in with my family. And God did always supply our needs when we needed them. And I don't know how many times in scripture 
where it says God can and will supply all of your needs. You just have to have faith in him. I mean, even even the prayer, the Our Father who art in heaven prayer that Jesus tells his disciples to pray, that prayer talks about asking God to, to supply our daily needs. It says, Father, give us this day our daily bread. And that's like showing a complete and daily dependence on God to supply all of our needs. Now, here in America, we are wealthier, I would say, on average than a lot of people. And so we forget to pray prayers like that. But regardless, we still need God to supply our daily needs to us because God is the one who gives us everything. Every single thing that you have that you've been blessed with has been supplied to you from God and not in your own power. And what Philip is doing here, he is only focusing in on the power that him and the disciples could have, you know, purchasing the bread with the money that they might have in the treasury, you know, because maybe they had that amount of money in the treasury. Philip was not thinking about how God can supply the needs of these multitudes. But Jesus, of course, was because Jesus was God. So now it says that Andrew brings a little boy to Jesus And he says, there's a boy here who has five loaves and two fish, but I don't know how this can help, is what he says. He's like, I mean, this boy is willing to offer his food to us, but I don't know if this can can help with how many people are here. But this here, Andrew is showing a little bit more faith than Philip had because he was bringing Jesus something (laughs) and was like, well, this is something, you know, maybe this could work, I guess. So... Jesus says, have the people sit down. And it says that about 5,000 men sat down. So it says that Jesus took the five barley loaves and he lifted them up to heaven and he blessed them. So he gave thanks for these loaves. I mean, look at that. I think that that is a lesson to us that no matter how little we think we have, God is still able to bless it. You know, those five barley loaves to these disciples were like nothing for all these multitudes of people. And yet Jesus blesses these barley loaves and was like, this is a little bit, but it's about to become much. So that shows be thankful for the little things that you have, because God is able to bless those little things. Even if you are in need for more and potentially you very much are potentially you have only a little bit of money and you need a lot more to make your rent for this month. Just thank God for that little bit of money that you do have, because God is able to bless that and God will supply your needs. And I'm not just saying that from my own words, that is scriptural. So if you feel a need right now, I suggest going through scripture and trying to find verses that talk about God supplying your needs and try to move towards a faith instead of a fear of not having enough. Move towards faith and start by Doing your best to be thankful for the little things that you have because God can, in fact, bless those little things. So now all of a sudden, there's a whole bunch of fish and bread. (laughs) And we don't know how this miracle happens. Not one gospel that talks about this, which I think it's mentioned in every gospel, not one of them talks about how all of a sudden there were more bread and fish. But all of a sudden, the disciples are being handed all this bread and fish. (laughs) And so Jesus is like, okay, now distribute all this to the multitudes. And that's what they did. The disciples distributed 
all of this, uh, this, this food to these multitudes of people. And the multitudes ate so much that their bellies were filled, is what it says. Their bellies were satisfied. Nobody went hungry at all. And so he said to his disciples, gather up the broken pieces which are left over that nothing be lost. And I mean, think about the amount of poor people also that were there in the multitudes that probably hadn't had food in quite some time. We know that Jesus attracted a plethora of people from great to lowly. And now these lowly people that are coming to listen to Jesus have had an excellent meal of fish and bread for that day. I think that that's really sweet. There's another thing we can look at here is that Jesus is the one that supplies all of our needs, right? He is God. He supplies all of our needs. But the disciples were the one that distributed the food to the people. First, Jesus provided it. Then the disciples distributed it. This is a picture of how the church works. You know, it's God that's the one that gives us his word. And it's the church that's the one that that spreads that word around to the surrounding people to bless those people. But now Jesus says, gather up the broken pieces which are left over that nothing be lost. And that's what the disciples do. They gather up all of the broken pieces that the people ate and 12 baskets were filled to the brim with with food that the people had left over. So not only does Jesus give in abundance, but he overflows. There's a song right now that's kind of popular on the radio, on the Christian radio, that is Fill My Cup, Lord, Run It Over. Give me love, give me joy, give me peace. And what that song is talking about is the 23rd Psalm, where David says that God overflows my cup, you know, in the presence of my enemies. And so that's kind of what that song is talking about. But that's what God does. Not only does he fill up the cup, but he overflows it with blessings. So Jesus overflowed the people with, with the blessing of this food. And I think one of the reasons he told the disciples to go and gather up the leftover pieces was to show how much blessing, blessings that he like bestowed on these people was like, look, not only did they eat to their max limit, but they had a ton left over. And then the, that leftover food could later be given to each of the disciples because there was 12 baskets. <laughs> so not only did Jesus bless the, uh, the people, the multitudes that were there with him, but he also blessed his disciples to be able to take bread home to their families. And I mean, bread was a lot harder to come by, I'm sure, in these days than it is now in America. But not only that, it was to prove that Jesus allowed the people to be filled to the max because there was food left over also. It shows how wonderful and crazy of a miracle this really was. So now it says the people begin like freaking out that this happened. They're like, this is the prophet who comes into the world. And so Jesus retreats after this. He leaves and he it, it says in other scriptural passages that he tells the disciples to send the, the multitudes away. And the reason he did this was because the multitudes were about to take him by force to make him king. So he withdrew to the mountain by himself and he tells his disciples to send the people home. And uh, in another uh, gospel, it actually says that Jesus told his disciples he would meet them on the other side, which is why the disciples leave without Jesus. They go into the boat 
Jesus was praying alone on the mountain. The multitudes went home and it was dark. Jesus had not come to them. So the disciples head out. It says the sea was treacherous. It was blowing around. So there was a, a big giant wind that was causing a lot of waves. And the disciples were having a hard time rowing against the waves. And it says they were about 30 stadia out into the sea, which is about three to four miles. So they had rowed quite a ways and they were probably exhausted <laughs> after all that rowing against this uh, heavy wind. And all of a sudden they see Jesus walking on the sea. So Jesus is walking on the sea. There's another uh, gospel that talks about Jesus saw them three miles out and he saw them like rowing difficultly against the waves. And by the way, this was nighttime. There's no way Jesus could have seen them doing that unless he was God. So he draws near to the boat. The disciples were freaked out. They were like, what the heck is this? There is a ghost coming towards me. Because who walks on water? I mean, think about that. People don't walk on water. <laughs> People don't do that. But Jesus does that because he's God. He just keeps showing his disciples uh, these signs and wonders, you know. And not only is Jesus like walking on water, but think about this. He's walking on very, very rough water also that the disciples can't even row through. So like this is like a double whammy of a miracle. He's not like walking on still water. This is like a storm. And Jesus is like, OK, this is great. So Jesus is walking and the disciples are freaked out. But Jesus says to them, it is I don't be afraid. And what Jesus is saying there is it is I am. If you look at the Greek, he says it is I am, which is his declaration of being God. In the Old Testament, one of God's favorite names for himself was the I am, which Jesus repeats here. It is I am. Don't be afraid. So they were willing, therefore, to receive Jesus into the boat. And immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. <laughs> I had a hard time not chuckling when I was reading that to you guys. I just found that so funny. Like for miles, they're like rowing and rowing and rowing. And so it, it, like tired and it was very difficult for them. But then the second Jesus gets into the boat, oh, we're at the land. <laughs> I mean, wow. The disciples had a really eventful day that day. First, they got filled with bread, you know, that Jesus supplied to them. Then they see Jesus walking on the water in rough weather. Then all of a sudden they're at the land that they were going to. So, I mean, this was a lot of signs that Jesus was showing his disciples specifically because the disciples were his witnesses. The disciples were the ones that were going to witness Jesus to the entire world. So a lot of these things that Jesus is not showing to the multitudes at this time, he is showing to his disciples. And part of the reason for that was because the multitudes were trying to force Jesus to become their king, which was not Jesus's goal for coming down to earth. In fact, he didn't want that. That was not what Jesus came down to do. But what Jesus did want to do was spread the gospel to the entire world. And that was going to happen through the 12 disciples. Well, rather the 11 disciples. One of them was a traitor. We're going to talk about that later on. 
But anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. This was a fun one for me to talk about. I really enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoyed it also. And if you did, share it on your social media platforms. Another way you can help out the Bible Explained podcast is to rate the podcast five stars and also write a review on whatever platform you're listening on and uh, just let people know that the Bible Explained podcast exists. Now, if you want to get your t-shirt, your Bible Explained podcast t-shirt, those are available in the t-shirt shop and actually they are lower priced now. I updated them and they are cheaper. And that's exciting for everybody. Faithful listeners, check out the links. You'll find the shop in the bio of the podcast episode. I will see you tomorrow morning for an episode out of Deuteronomy. But until then, happy listening and God bless.